and finish it. Unless we're good at that point. Hell, at that point, it'd be, if we roll from here to there, it's going to be 40 minutes or something. Probably be good. I was on the road, and this guy, this, uh, and they have, you know, there's construction constantly. Uh, yeah. Like, it's been everywhere. Well, they, they keep moving it recently. So they're moving, like, which lanes they have been shut. This, like, you, you had to go in this lane forever, and then they've moved it just in the last couple of days to the other lane. So, like, all of traffic moved in, like, like a herd in one direction. And then, oh, you tricked us. It's the other lane. So then we all swapped back. Well, this person behind me just thought they were going to shoot up past 100 cars and then was very upset when they weren't able to because the whole traffic, you know, shifted back. And uh, I started laughing, and then I got to looking at him in the rear view, and he had he had an aggressive head, like large, like large head. What what exactly constitutes an okay, aggressive so like, head? Okay, so like take take like Peyton Man. I thought about this as I was driving. So to be like take Peyton's man, Peyton Manning's head and grab it from each end. And then smoosh it down about two inches, but have the outsides go correspondingly uh, wide. So it's like Stewie Griffin head. Is he, uh, you got him? Why? Say it again. Say it again. I'm not hearing shit from him. I'm not hearing anything either. Hello. Hang on, mommy. There it is. That that clip. I heard some. So what are you saying? Is it like Stewie Griffin head? It was was just, it was, if you, if you took him. Or Plug, like Frankenstein head. That if you plugged him out of his car and stuck his head on Frankenstein, you would definitely be like, "Yeah, that goes there." So I, my point is, I don't want to fight a guy with a head like that. No, because you know what they say about a guy with a big forehead, don't you? No, I don't. I can imagine it's terrifying. He'll hold you down and tickle your balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always heard about. I, really, I kind of like people. my balls getting tickled. I, I might have made a mistake by not antagonizing that man <laughs> no what i mean i don't feel like i can hit him with a chair i just don't feel like he's gonna feel that shit he's just no. a head that is that aggressively large i feel like they're just they're just it's like my mastiff he'll crash that head of his into anything and he doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge that he you know moved an entire desk with it right I feel like that's the same thing. Like you can you can smash your hands on this guy anyway. Well, I oh, would you fight a man with an aggressive head? I wouldn't. <laughs> 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 uh, what came to my mind is not going to come out of my. Jason, you're the mouth. fighter in this group. Yeah. If you would you, if you see a man with an aggressive head, are you gonna, are you going to try to defuse the situation first? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on how big of a dick he's being. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what how many beers say. have I had? That's true. That's probably the more important factor <laughs> in this scenario. What's my blood alcohol content? <laughs> how long has my week been before I before we? Yeah, even what was I that? doing right before this? Yeah, <laughs> that's another that's another big factor into how big his head appears. Uh, I don't remember what I was. I was. I don't even know. What I was doing, but it was, uh, it wasn't, I wasn't in big head fighting mode. I'm <laughs> just saying. The, big head fighting. Yeah. That sounds like some kind of a MMF. Well, like, like, thing. I just big think every once fighting. in a while, nature spits out 
one of those things where it's like it's different than everybody else. I'm not gonna say better. I'm not gonna say worse. But maybe you jump higher, right? Maybe maybe you run faster than everybody. Maybe your head is five times the size of normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I'd ask your mother, but she's probably not around anymore. It's like um, Rocky Dennis had a big head. Who? Remember Rocky? Oh, the guy, the Cher movie. Yeah, Rocky yeah. Dennis from Mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. You think does his neck has to be as correspondingly strong, right? I, I don't know. Think. I think that was part of the problem. Is his face kept growing and getting too heavy, and it was eventually just gonna like. Right, but that was an abnormally like this guy was. This guy's built like he's meant to take clubs to the face. This have you seen Rocky Dennis's face? You could club it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think you. The, I don't know, but his neck seemed more in proportion, like the classic cartoon thuggish neck. So he was like, you know, chromosome short forehead, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just see I, in in Alabama they the breed reason, them that way. The inbreeding makes the foreheads big, dude. That's part of why I didn't want to. I don't want to fight uh, aggressive head because they, they have aggressive. <laughs> okay. uh, they have aggressive necks God, too. That's aggressive Rocky head. Yeah, he's got. If he doesn't have aggressive neck, then that thing's going to be dragging on the ground, is what I'm saying. But the aggressive neck is where you can absorb all the shots. Okay, if they've yeah. got aggressive neck and aggressive head, you're done. That's all. That's my point. They'll, they'll like they'll tear you apart. Like anyway. Okay. Well, I mean that good. I don't know what disease Rocky Dennis had or whatever. Elephantitis. I don't. No. I don't know. Well, I have just, no clue. It's gotta, I didn't watch a movie. It's got to be really rare, but why do I only know about Rocky Dennis? Because it's, it's in the Cher's movie. I don't but know I his feel, name. I feel like there's so little I could learn their other, other people's names, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's not that many people that have it. Why don't I know all of them? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Rocky, I bet, I bet Travis, I bet and Ken. <laughs> oh, we got Craig. And Brenda. Brenda, forget. too. Brenda yeah. has it, too. Brenda's got it in a the foot. There's four of them. Let's not forget Brenda's foot. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, so good for you. There's a famous uh, Danda. That was famous. Famous uh, for me. I love Danda Simo, so uh, he's got a bit about. Was that? What was that? Me hitting the wrong button. I feel like we just stumbled across Rusty's porn that he was watching before we walked in this room. Then we have to talk over it so we don't. Are we ready to start this thing, or are we just. Yeah, can I point, point at you? Uh, yeah, okay, it's the point thing again. Here we go. Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. So what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless. Or not. <laughs> Light me at five. Like where's the line? Yeah. Five. We're, we're figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us at Light Me at Five. I'm Dean Jarrett again. I'm here today because I didn't fight an aggressive head on the highway this morning. I just let him rant. Okay, now before we start, as you were talking about a bit with the with the foot and the oh what no, which is he was he was talking about how tough it is to raise money for if it's like a super rare disease, you know, because instead of like 
We raise money for AIDS. It's like, let's raise money for Steve. Like, it's a lot harder to get a national attention. Man, fuck Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know Steve's brother. Fuck that guy. It's a great bit. I don't want to give away his, his punches. I don't know where you want to go today, but my kids, the, the kids that listen to the podcast, which I've been they, are, they are above 21. We should make that clear. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah. we, we don't buy don't don't. drugs from kids. It's a, it's a lesson. I just I just give drugs to kids. They think Halloween. we need to have, um, what's his name, the InfoWars guy on. They want us to interview uh, uh, Alex Alex Jones. I mean, I'm sure he's not very busy right now. <laughs> Just saying. They say, oh, you guys got to have him on. You got to have him on. I don't know why, but... That's a, that's a bit veered off from our normal platform. I know, but it... Well, not really. Think about it. What could be more funny than Alex Jones? What could be funnier than that, than you two guys just messing with Alex Jones for an hour? Well, that's the thing. Alex Jones isn't a dumb dude. Like, you don't mess with him. Oh, I don't know. Like, then, he, then he sues everybody. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen people, like, I've seen videos where he's at a rest, restaurants and people will try to, like, say something to him and he'll be like, oh, you think you're a tough guy? And then, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the government, blah, blah, and he just fucking, like, you don't get a word in it. Like, he's, that's what he does. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. You don't think that'd be funny? He's like no. testosterone-filled Limbaugh back when he smoked. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly the vibe he's got. If if Limbaugh did meth instead you know what, of uh, uh, they're they're like the Eminem when he was street battling. Yeah. Except it's it's bullshitting on the airwaves and they can just throw it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that kind of Titanic struggle. Considering we usually just talk about like shrooms and stand up and stuff. Well, he'd, he'd attribute it to the gay frogs, don't you think? It's possible. I don't know that whole frog thing. I didn't even know it was it was uh, tied to anything. What, you don't have TikTok? I do now. Gay frogs? Is Danger and comedy on TikTok, a, and you can a, like one of the dozen videos I've got. I tried, I cut the microwave one. Somebody took um, an Alex Jones, like they cut up a bunch of the crazy shit he said and made like a folk song out of it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Those a, are great. Yeah, I think it was funny when he was in court and he had to tell the judge, "Oh, we, I just say that shit for entertainment purposes, judge. I don't believe any of it because they weren't going to like let him see his kids because he was so unstable. <laughs> so he had to be like, oh, judge, I'm just. Uh, it's like officially on record him saying, yeah, there was, I just make all that up.' I was watching a video. Uh, there's this dude, Charlie Kirk. He, he works with this Turning Point USA organization. It's like a a conservative group that like goes to colleges like hey kids be conservative. Yeah. And like debates, you know, liberals and stuff and That sounds like sending he, Jehovah witnesses he's, to he's campuses. The guy, there's been a couple of funny videos with him where uh like he's debating a guy about abortion. A dude holds up a picture. He's like, "So you think this is a human being?" He's like, "Absolutely." He's like, "Oh, this is a dolphin fetus." <laughs> <laughs> like he gets caught up in shit like that, but there's one where he's he's going on about how they stole this election. They're gonna keep stealing elections, and yada yada. And one of the guys that's in his seminar stands up. He's like, "All right, you, you know, you keep saying this, this." He's like, "When do we get to use our guns?" 
<laughs> He's like, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, if they're really stealing from us, when do we take our guns and do something about it? And then this Charlie Kirk guy's just like, ah, um, okay. I don't actually. You you could tell this ton of boys like, dude, I don't actually believe any of this shit I've been selling oh. to you guys. I just sell merch. Oh, so then you got da, 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 da. See ya. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the curtain slams. Play me shut. off, Jim. <laughs> Just one of these times that you know none of this shit's real, right? This is what you have. You have to have a safe word for your speeches. Like if I, if I, I'm just saying, if I say Penelope, pull the fucking cord, okay? Just pull the cord and play the music. If I say Penelope, I'm fucking coming. Seconds later, do you understand me? Penelope, Penelope. So, well, you know, that see, that brings up part of an argument that, uh, or a debate that I was having is this labor shortage, right? I see that I feel like it's worse in areas that deal with the public. So we it's come. It's not real, though. Oh, no. It's because people are lazy, Dean. No. They're okay. getting paid it, welfare. I keep hearing about this labor shortage. In my county, unemployment is 3%. Yep. If 97% of people are already working, and you can't find employers, it's because your business fucking sucks and you need to change. That's what I'm saying. I, I find, I think that almost all of it is in careers that are dealing directly with the public. Because people don't want to work shitty jobs anymore. Exactly. Or So that's what we were talking about, though, is that is that a result of how shitty the employers are or how shitty the public is? No, it's a, it's it's everything. Um, it, it's uh, me. I've quit. I've quit two jobs this year. Because shit has changed. Like, the way shit works changed. Things in my life has changed. And I've decided that work is my least priority. And right now, there's... Everyone is looking for... I don't care who pays me money as long as someone does. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like in the background I can yeah. hear San Francisco. So, He's about to jump a train. It's just no, no. It's just one of those things right now to where fuck work. I don't care about it. Oh, I don't. And dis- if it starts to get in the way of shit I like to do, well, I'll just do something else for someone else. Oh man, I, I there's don't. no loyalty for. There's no benefit to staying at a fucking job for years anymore. Nope. No, they don't. There's no loyalty they offer to you for sure. But at the other time too, though, is I would argue that the public is increasingly fucking nasty to deal with. I was going to say I agree with you completely on that. I he, have the same so, kind so, of a so job. So we were talking about this. Well, kind of- but yeah, but look out. Why? Why wouldn't you? It's so easy to sit at home and your phone can give you everything. Then you have to go deal with fucking idiots in the real life. Yeah, but the- people are just so used to convenience that. I know. Dealing with people is inconvenient. It's, but they've lost any sense of manners. propriety or manners. I In mean, public. it's completely gone. Nobody yeah. even tries to be even slightly kind to anybody else no. ever. No, everything's I, always I automatically. That, probably, that has, probably has a lot to do with the fact that, like, I have to do half your job when I go out now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that goes back to, though. Depends. Like, I know, well, depends I mean, on where you go. People just they it's not that they it's have always a, it's it I when people freak out at retail people, I don't feel like it's anything other than I'm sick of your fucking company and the shit you guys you know what I mean? It's exactly. not a personal. Yeah, attack. but it's not so when you got these people that for years, like everything costs the same. I have to do half the fucking work here. And this guy doesn't know how to fucking delete this item that's you know what I mean? They just lose it on that. Well what's what what's um but I always find uh, interesting is it is it not 
since this whole COVID thing kicked off. I swear to Christ, it's always the customer service that seems to be what's sacrificed. Oh, no, you can't get any more refills. Sorry, COVID. Like, <laughs> like, like we had benches in our waiting room. Now we don't. Right? People still wait there. They're just forced to stand now. We, that's the stuff I'm talking about. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's it's it's, it's not a personal attack. It's, it's a fuck your it's, goddamn it's, company. I'm it's sick always of it. customer service that's sacrificed. But the problem, I, and Jason's making a good one here, is that it's not that person who's standing in front of you. You're just fault. the face of the store. You're the face of how you're going to get right. abused for how but, much but they those, hate the guy behind you. True, but that doesn't change the fact that the encounters are already exactly. at a, like a level five. They're so horrible. we were talking before Jason got here, we were talking that you also edit the newspaper Oh yeah, and uh, run like the social media for this radio yeah. station and for the newspaper, and without mentioning obviously names, but you've had to <laughs> shut off all comments on everything at times um i would like to shut off all comments period on our social media because it's basically a platform for every ill-informed idiot to savage anybody they want to whether they're involved with what they're talking about i mean we'll talk about something that has to do with i'm pulling this out of the air the park system and they'll start screaming about some guy that screwed up their garbage can Oh yeah, you know, it, there is with, no base. It's just it's a platform one of them, to scream one of them, at people. With social media, it's hard to filter that stuff out. But I know there's uh, like websites with comment sections. Uh, I can't remember what news place did it, but they basically made it that if you're going to comment, it has to be through a verified profile with your real name. Exactly. So exactly. you can't you can't just yeah, anonymously drop shit. No, See, if you're gonna say something on, on my platform. You're going to fucking sh- show your face and name when you do Right. And we don't... Wait, you say the news? Uh, yeah. Ironically, news who use anonymous sources to tell the well, fucking story is. wants you to show your face to comment on it. But see, we won't. We don't have anonymous sources. We It's straight. You know who everybody's talking about. The problem yeah. uh, in Facebook... I think that would be better if we, you could always account for We it. have two choices. We can either shut off... All comments, period. Or just delete the one, cherry pick them. Or we can cherry pick them by saying, if you are not tagged in the story, you can't comment on it. That's the other option we have. Those are only two. And I want to do away with all comments. I want it done. Because it's nothing, like I said, but a platform for all this hateful bullshit that people want to regurgitate on everybody in the community for no reason other than I just feel like it. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's a big part. It's of my it. opinion. It's all. It's a big part of it. Allegedly, allegedly, this. My opinion. We had, we had a slight Karen experience uh, yesterday, uh, trying to get into a parking garage, the uh, parking garage to a condo. So people live. It's not just a public garage, right. and the card wasn't working to open the gate. And there's a lady behind us, so we decided just to back up to let her go, and then we got behind her. And then she just sat there and called security. She wasn't going to open the gate so we could follow her in. Oh. And we're like, well, we got, oh, we got, we got a key for the, for the gate. We got a key for the room. She's like, okay. Someone will be here. <laughs> you, you, you young thugs. Don't be bringing. And then when the gate opened and she drove in, we just followed her. And then someone just followed us, too. It's like, see, that third car, that's your fault. Yeah. That guy snuck in because of you. Yeah. I don't even know if he has a key to be here, bitch. <laughs> so did security ever show up? 
Nah, dude. Oh, somebody got a sternly worded email or something because I pay how much to be in this fucking condo and these group of ruffians who clearly didn't have the password to get in. They, these probably in the nice Tesla. We were in a Chevy Cobalt. I don't know. Whatever Jeff Webb drives. Then I can totally understand why they were reluctant. We've been in a we were in a budget car that's been paid off for four years. So so you know what that looks like. Uh, Yeah. It's coming in to rob us. They're gonna rob us. They got this stupid uh uh this stupid Black Friday thing goes for for a month now. It's every Friday. And uh, every Friday, it's every Friday every for Friday. a month, and uh, now nobody shows up and nobody cares. Yeah, so Black Friday is, become, is becoming a place where you go if you want peace and tranquility. <laughs> you go to whoever's having a Black Friday sale, <laughs> and then you'll be the only motherfucker in there because everybody buys online now. So, but we can't do away with it yet, we're going to punish the employees for another half dozen years was, before we catch on i was listening to <laughs> i was listening to old norm mcdonald jokes yeah on it he used to have this on his web show he would make people read jokes that he wrote just like dumb one-liners he had one he's like i'm gonna start an online brick and mortar store yeah i remember that joke actually he had, uh i used to think that revenge was a dish Best served cold, but I found out it means getting back at somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, there is a, um, there is uh, 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 a Mitch Hepburn. I love him. He's a bad example for this because his jokes were so good that he didn't run into this. But uh, when you're doing, when you're a guy that's writing those, those. Uh, set up punch, set up punch. Yep. We know a couple of comics that are, like their style is that. Yeah. Man, that is a rough wave to ride if it's not hitting. Oh yeah, because yeah. you are throwing out what feels like. I mean, it's it's, it's five minutes. It's the same for the rest of us, but in five minutes, I told like two stories and you know four kind of setup jokes or something. In that five minutes, he's told like twenty jokes. Yep, and when, that's a rough. Uh, McDonald Norm would write some that not everybody would get, and yeah. especially going coming up. So, yeah. I can only imagine. He, he, <laughs> like, like, he had one that's just so dumb. It was uh, it was so hot out today that I walked to the grocery store, and by the time I got home, my California Pizza Kitchen pizza was fully cooked and completely eaten. True story. Just like what you fucking wrote that down, but a lot of his shit is like that. Where like he'll say something that's so dumb that then you wait a second and then you start laughing about the shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. One that was a uh, uh, <laughs> a gold chain would make a great retirement gift for an old slave. Oh, I do remember that one. Oh my god, he got away with that. <laughs> I mean, it was his own show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's the guy that got fired from Star Live, and then... Uh, well, didn't he get fired because they said he wasn't funny? Yeah. He and got, I'm like, how in the world he got, can you say he got, he's not funny? He got fired because he used to make fun of O.J. OJ all Simpson. the time, all and O.J. is good friends with Don Allman. Oh, 
okay, that makes president sense. President of NBC at the time. That makes sense. So he gets fired for not being funny, and then his move, like he's in two movies that hit that year after NBC, he's fired. NBC would not show any promos for his movie on their network after they fired him. Really? Yeah. He came back to host because he I was, remember that. He was it was recently, shit. wasn't it? No, wasn't that no, he was. He was. I remember because he, he did a Letterman after all that, and he's like, because uh, he got fired, but he was under contract, right? And he tried getting out of it. He's like, well, I, like, so I met with Don Allmeyer. I was like, well, why don't you just keep your money? I mean, I wouldn't want you to pay someone who's not funny money, and <laughs> let me <laughs> let me go to another network. I mean, that'd be a benefit for you if the unfunny guy was not like at another network, right? But he wouldn't do it. <laughs> And then he came back as a, he came back hosting, and he's like, "Ah, not funny enough to work here, but I'm funny enough to host." And yeah, it was a big fuck you to him. <laughs> but I mean, that's a ball. I mean, it's he made the decision. Well, he'd been told to stop telling the OJ jokes, and he just kept going in on it. Well, like, he made those decisions. You know how it goes. He, Somebody he, tells you not to do I something. What, was, are so not what are you gonna do, Dean? What are you gonna do? After he got fired, he was doing you know all the sh- all the like talk shows and like. He's like, yeah. He's like, he doesn't. He just doesn't like me. That's why he fired me. He's like, which is weird because he's really good friends with OJ. <laughs> I mean, if you could be friends with OJ, you could surely be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> you could be friends with that guy. You know, that guy killed his wife. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's like, I actually he's like, I think OJ's he's been trying to he's been rehabbing him so he's doing good. He's like, I saw the other day he uh, stabbed a woman with a banana. <laughs> it's way better than a knife. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't like i hear what you're saying, but on the other hand, I'm being paid on network television on Saturday Live. It would feel like a career ender to be like, okay, you've been. How long was he on before? I don't know. See, I'm saying I know both you guys. If your boss came and told you, don't tell jokes about this. Especially, what after, are both of you gonna do? The very minute you get a mic in your face, what are both of you gonna do? Especially though, like, there's no guarantee at all that he liked. Like, cause Saturday Night Live, everything you hear about the thing is it's horrible working environment. Oh. God, yeah. This is fucking awful to work there. So There's no question. Right. And the idea is that it's going to help your career, so you, you, you suffer. Right. So if you've, already, like, if you've got the, the weekend edition, which is one of the most sought-after spots because, it, you know, you get the – some people Spotlight. turn it off after yeah. that. Right. Uh, you may – maybe you don't give a fuck. Maybe you're like, <laughs> fuck this place. Like, I've been waiting – this is the fourth Black Friday this month. I've been fucking waiting for you to say some shit. Penelope! Penelope! Pull the fucking curtain. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. pulling the curtain now? I don't, I'm just I, like me. I'm just banging my head against the wall. I, if if anyone out there uh, uh, book shows, fucking book us. Jesus Christ. This is getting. This is, no, okay. Let me ask you: are there, are there are the number of shows there used to be, or the, is that, or is oh, it yeah. just? Yeah, okay. it's just we've ramped through a bunch of shows in our area, and then you got to kind of wait them wait out. Wait your turn. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so shows that are not in my area, like look at my tapes. God damn it! 
I'm telling you, I'm losing my mind here. And then we got this holiday season coming up. I had to fill up my gas. Holy shit! Oh, God. So I had to do that yet? Oh my god! And then uh, it's not even that bad, man. Oh, dude, it was five hundred. It is bad because it's not even the middle of the year yet. Five hundred. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. It was five hundred. Oh, your LP guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. But all usually right. at the beginning of the year, like it's like I'm, I'm looking at like the three forties or something, and it was five hundred. And then uh, so then I come out the next day, and some motherfucker had turned the heat up overnight. So I slapped that bill <laughs> over the top of the heater. Is uh. <laughs> to the people who don't pay it, they're yes. really going to give a fuck. Yes. <laughs> Move this fucking paper. I know. Who paper is useless who to this, me. Ex- this paper. Yeah. How the hell am I going to turn this off with this paper yeah. on top of it? Fuck it. That's exactly. <laughs> Andy's always putting up signs, right? Be like, uh, yeah, see, I'd be like, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. Are you bitching about your obligation as a parent? <laughs> How about you go fuck yourself? Make me a sandwich, Dad. You see, this is wrong with this. This is just like oh, I'm turning off comments at home, and I'm going to just start I didn't ask to people. be here, motherfucker. You willed me into existence. Take no, care of this shit. I did not will you into existence, boy. I tried. Ste- I took steps so that you wouldn't be here. Uh, only I'd known more about plan B, you know? I worked with a guy who ate that, who, who like, had, like, plan, if Plan B had, like, speed dial, and, like, this guy showed up <laughs> in a pickup delivered. truck yeah. and fucking threw Plan yeah. B out the passenger it's called window. called Walgreens, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, they're it, on it, every corner, yeah. and they're open late. That was like his, like his, his. He he was real smooth. He had his whole, you know, how he, he how he got him home, how he did it, and then as as ending piece of the evening would be breakfast and a plan B, right there, right oh there with your breakfast. Oh my god! But if only I'd have known. <laughs> no, I love my kids. Sure, <clears throat> whatever. If only I'd have known. I got to tell you that I am living proof. There is one method they say is ninety nine point nine percent effective. I'm the point oh one percent. There's several that are like that yeah. because uh, the shot, the patch, and the pill uh, are my three kids. It's simple. It's simple. Well, the it's like sheath. I tell people, <laughs> it didn't work. So no, it's it like doesn't. I tell people, like when people are trying to pass a drug test for a job or something, like dude, full poor way, you'll pass one hundred percent of the time. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the only foolproof way. That's true. But that sucks. So we're <laughs> yeah, going to we're gonna try to go yes, around that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Fucking, that was all lies. I determined <laughs> that 99.9 bullshit. I figured that out on the way to the maternity ward. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you, I figured it out before you did. Jesus I know. Christ. And you know what I got myself for my birthday right after that? The same year? On my birthday, I got a vasectomy. That yeah. was my gift to myself. I got a vasectomy. No more kids. Right after the divorce, I was like, I'm not raising anybody else's kids, <laughs> and nobody's raising mine. Like, that's it. Yep. I went and got them snipped. You did it better than all of us. You got one kid, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe just being a, a <laughs> cold, grumpy bastard <laughs> is the best control. <laughs> just being unpleasant to be around is the old fairly. Joke, the old joke. I re- I rely on my personality for birth control. Yeah. Uh, if if it, if, <laughs> if uh, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this delicately. Because, 
Let's just say that if I did more pro-life girls in my life, I would have more than There me. you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Either, I mean, All right. You're, wait, you're trying to tell me you didn't fine. hang out at church. I should have three kids is what yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> that was delicate. You shot the patch in the pill. That was delicate. And now I'm back. <laughs> that was real delicate. So, God. like I said. An accused of four. There you go. An accused <laughs> four others. But I got a test for that one, so not mine. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, shit. I'm just saying, like, if there are kids of mine that are floating around out there, and then no one's told me about it yet, just stop and think about it for a moment. Like, look at me. <laughs> I, I I owe no contribution whatsoever to for that kid's life. You should think twice. About you should thank God that he's not in your life. That's what it is. Oh, they can uh, they can still like hope that like Hunter Biden's their dad. You know what I mean? Like Thank they got some money coming. <laughs> okay, let's get political. There we go. Yeah. Did I turn it? Well, we're supposed to have Alex no. Smith on here. Yeah, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Smith. Alex Jones. Wait, Alex quarterback. Was quarterback. Alex Plenty. Smith was a quarterback. I wouldn't yeah. mind having him on. Here. I would love to have him on if he remembers us. You know, because uh, of concussions and the brain damage. And the broken leg. That I've been listening to it. I was like, he had that fucked oh, up that leg. Was, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, I think I ended his career. No, he came back no, and played for Washington back. after that. Yeah. Played like season for Washington. Yeah. I he thought he had a knee that, that he no, came back. No, he snapped from. his fucking leg. It was but, a broken leg. Yeah. It was like the Thiesman thing. Uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Did you know it was bad when LT like cons- like looks down <laughs> through all the cocaine? <laughs> All the, all the, from the, the booze and the coke the dripping out of him from the night before. And he was like, oh, shit. That's bad. Yeah. I watched that live. Yeah. I saw that happen. I remember, I remember one, uh, one that was running. And right as it got into the end zone, uh, something in their leg broke. And oh, it, and was that the Bear game? The tight end they had completely. They thought they were going to have to cut his leg off. It was somebody was running it right as they crossed like the end zone. I yeah. just remember their leg out of nowhere just started <laughs> just dangling, just started swinging back and forth like we gotta be free. <laughs> and and his leg, I mean, he might have come up and kicked himself in the face. I mean, like it was it was. Uh, uh, That's why I hate slow mo. Because oh, you watch they, this, now you can see every last there's been a couple, knee completely collapse. There's been a couple just, ankle collapses oh my in God. basketball that yeah. I that just oh, churned my like I, I I swipe past them on Facebook yeah. when they pop up. Oh man, that guy in, from Kentucky in the term, NCAA yeah. tournament a few years that uh, the, was just horrible. the shoe just exploded. Yeah, what the fuck? That was just awful. Yeah, I bet some kid got locked in solitaire over that. <laughs> Hence the, you know, the slave labor at the Snuggie yeah. factory. Yeah. Just don't have to kiss anyone. In Indonesia. In case anyone, yeah. wherever, wherever it is. Some foreign place. And I, I ate ram, this ramen place last night. And yeah. uh, it's really good, but it's kind of fucked up to pay 15 bucks for soup. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. And I could have eaten as soon as I was done with that bowl. Yep. Like, well, that was good soup. Where's the actual meal now? Yeah, that's it. I like. I don't mind like like uh, soup salad, even a soup of salad combo they'd have at a restaurant. Except I'm hungry. Like I need a sandwich with that. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I'm just a fat pig. 
I can't. I don't. I don't eat soups ever because to me it's like this is like this is just like a drink. A you though, drink. you though, maintain a, the similar size your whole life. Correct? Am I? Am no. I, no. No. Did you blow up at some point? Um, you've always been skinny as long as I know, and you've always yeah, eaten which, garbage. And like, and it doesn't affect you in any way. I was like super skinny as a teenager. Then in my twenties, I got. Wait a minute. Are you saying you're not super skinny now? Um, no, not typically. I'm, I'm have, I'm a few pounds more than I typically am right now. Oh, so you're, this is fat, Jason. Not quite. I'm, I'm probably about 185 right now, and I'm typically 175 to 180. I was in sixth grade last time I weighed 185. But maybe not. I went from, I was in my like 25, 26 around there. I was like about 220. I think, I think I was, I think I was 180. I was one at high 80s in a boot camp. I was like in 189 or something. I think because it, yeah, would have been boot camp. Would have been last time I. That's the best shape I was ever in in my entire fucking life. Do you understand me? Yeah. This guy says his fat Jason is the best shape well, no, I was ever in. I was I, when I was in my like like I said 25, 26 around there. I was like 220, 215, and then were you all strapped? No, it was, all... it was just cheeseburgers. <laughs> Uh, I can't even picture you <laughs> carrying two twenty around. And then I got down. I, I believe the cheeseburgers because that hasn't that hasn't <laughs> stopped. That's what I'm saying. The man hasn't changed. I moved to Indianapolis and uh, was just broken, poor, and yeah. got down to about 155 pounds. Yeah, just, where like it was like, I had a, I was dying. Yeah. Like it was just way too. 155 would look rough on you. And yeah. uh, even six foot. Six one. Six yeah. one. Yeah, one fifty five or six yeah. one. That's bad. Yeah. And so then I got back up to about like one seventy five and I stayed have, there. But you have two bowls of soup. But sir. then uh <laughs> last Christmas I weighed myself at Joe's house on Christmas and I was like one ninety eight. And was like, Oh fuck. How did I get to I was drinking a lot of that Dude, I got down to two thirty nine and I and I almost shit myself in joy. So much I celebrated by eating like three boxes of Oreos over the next four or five days, and uh, I, I haven't glimpsed two thirty nine since. No, I, I I have a pretty good control with shit. Like if I, like once I start. What's your the, fucking weakness? Is it the booze or is it the food after the booze? There's no weakness. I could turn it off whenever I want. Like what'll happen is like I'm at the point now to where I just don't eat fries now. So when I order food, when I get a burger, no fries. See, that's how I started losing, was I just was ordering the shit I wanted to eat anyway. I was just doing less of yeah, it. I, just, like I wouldn't have the chips with right. the Subway sandwich yeah. or something. And that's it. Like That was the only thing. I was just taking out a portion of that. I can, I can completely skip a day of eating if I wanted to. Like If I just decide I'm going to fast for 24 hours, I'm good. I'll drink water and coffee, and I don't need to eat. No shit. Well, I was doing the fast. And I typically only eat one meal a day. Why is it then you got like 8,000 pizza points in like four months? Because if you buy a pizza a day, a pizza's a meal, dude. <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I don't eat a pizza. That's what I'm talking about. Every time I, I, this guy, every time he's like ordering food or something, it's just shit. It's, I, I, believe me, it's shit I love. Like I'm like, mm, that looks delicious. <laughs> no, like, but that's no, how I got to on, be like the weekends, 240. No, yeah, on the weekends and shit, when I'm just fucking around, I'll eat all the time. But like I wake up. I go to work. I don't eat at work ever. Oh, you live like a monk during the week, so you can just let yourself go. I'll, I'll get off work at like two thirty, three o'clock. I'll eat then, and then 
nine like four out of five nights a week that's i'll eat then just like three o'clock and that's it oh, um, unless i go somewhere like if i go to a club or whatever i'll get some i'll eat there but if i'm just at home i'm not gonna make food or like go get food or anything after i've already eaten at three o'clock dude i'll go if i go to eat somewhere like at three in the morning and some dude with an aggressive head is in there <laughs> i won't fucking eat you never know what's gonna go down and you're not ready to take that man down just you could do your cardio burn then. So go ahead and, and you know, but yeah, you, carb up. Last night I ate ramen. Then I got a burger and fries at a bar. And me and Jeff were looking for a third option, but it was like two in the morning. So we figured in Chicago, pizza is always available. Yeah, two in the morning it's in Chicago. Deep dish, though. I'm not ready. No, deep it doesn't dish. have no, to you be. Get slices. You can get it. Yeah. Can you get a New York slice? Yeah. I like the New York because that was slice. one of my favorite things to do is go to Second City for the late show, stay for the improv. You're getting out of here at three or four in the morning. Is it go one, have a pizza. But are you gonna get fucking? Are you gonna get fucking ridiculed on the street because you don't want goddamn Chicago style pizza? No. Because that's how it is if you get a fucking dog. That's how it is when you get a fucking dog in Chicago. If you don't get all the shit on it, then goddamn you can fucking. Why would you, can, you, Why you would can you get a hot dog in Chicago with anything you want except ketchup? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why would you not right. eat a Why Chicago dog? Why would you rule dog? out ketchup? Because it's for children. It, no, ketchup isn't for hot dogs. You know, I read, read, read recently that ketchup was produced so that it would hide the taste of rotting food. <laughs> God, believe that. And I bet that ketchup was nasty too. I bet that wasn't any kind of good ketchup. <laughs> Probably just smashed. I guess we should wrap this up because we got the other thing. So. uh we got that other we thing. We got that too. other thing. Uh, we'll be getting joined. We got, we got a guest that's going to be joining us. So um, I got to tell you, if uh, you've enjoyed the show, then like us on uh, on uh, uh, that purple icon, iPod. Uh, like us on Stitcher. Give us a good rating, man. That's how we spread this thing. And one day, that's how we get Rusty uh, health insurance. Okay, before we end, though, I just want to let you know, this is from the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. So they, wait, wait, where are they based, based out of? Um, I don't know where they're based out of. Because I don't, I don't know if fucking Trump supports them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> MAGA, baby. Well... <laughs> They basically say, don't use ketchup on your hot dog after the age of 18. <laughs> Mustard, relish, onions, cheese, and chili are acceptable. Yep. After the age of 18. From the experts. You know what? I'll put That's I said it. Ketchup on hot dogs yeah. is for children. It I'll is. Put, I'll put eggs on that motherfucker and love it. Well, eggs are okay. Eggs I don't are good see on eggs everything. in the list. I'd have ketchup, though. I'll put ketchup on there. You ain't going to yeah. stop me. I'll put whatever the fuck I want on my hot dog. Ketchup is not. This is America. No. And I put ketchup wherever the hell I want. I wouldn't serve you a hot dog if you put ketchup. Well, I didn't ask for a fucking wrinkly old hot dog out of your kitchen. If I saw you eating a hot dog with ketchup, I'd slap it out of your hand before it got your mouth. Which is why that's the better form of birth control than apparently I was using. But you can reach the show. (laughs) You're going to put ketchup on your hot dog. Slapping them out of your hand. That's the better form of birth control. I'm just trying to get a visual here of how this is working out. Just trying to figure this out. Penelope! <laughs> you can reach the show at uh, at uh, lmfivepod at gmail. You can reach me at deanjourneyandcomedy at gmail. Or you can go to deanjourneyandcomedy.com. Uh, you can catch Jason. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Uh, stay tuned. We got uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna take a call from uh, Steve Sabo. Uh, he's recently published his uh, newest book, Kayla's Run. And um, 
has recently just filmed uh, his newest special. So uh, stay tuned. We're gonna uh, we're gonna stay stable online. Thanks for joining us. Running sucks. Comedy doesn't. Let me a five. A comedy podcast. Roadpod. All right, we got with us today. We got Steve Sabo, whose newest book, Kayla's Gone, just dropped uh, October twenty second, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Steve, thanks for joining us, man. Um, glad you had time to take time out, man, to catch up with us. Uh, I did a sh- I did a series of shows with you back in September. I had a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, we hit it off, and I got to tell you, um, I picked up one of your books then. I believe that was your first. That was your first book, was it not? The How to Fail at Stand Up Comedy. Uh, How to Fail is actually my second book. My first book was uh, Jester's Run, and then uh, uh, How to Fail was my second book. It was a uh, that one was uh, my first and currently only nonfiction book. Yeah, the uh, so Jester's Run was your first swing at the. Uh, see, I figured uh-huh. you dabbled. I figured you got your toes wet with the stand-up book first. Well, Jester's Run uh, is is about a stand-up comic. Like the main character is a stand-up comedian. So, um, <laughs> see, the, the whole purpose of the reason why how Jester's Run came about in the first place was I just had an idea for uh, for a story for about ten years. You know, kind of yeah. not not necessarily based on my life, but you know that you know incorporated. You know the lifestyle, the the life of a comedian. Yeah, the shit you and, know. Uh, yeah, stuff I know. And uh, so I did that, and it made you know, kind of just uh, I had an idea for it, and I was I had time suddenly with COVID, so I sat down and started writing every day, and came out with it. And I, I was actually kind of working on um, how to fail, you know, kind of at the same time. And it's kind of like when you're writing, it's kind of it's kind of like the process is like you know um, you have different ideas and you put things in you know different. Right you know folders basically but uh it took me a little bit longer because uh the uh the how to fail book was more uh, i had to do a lot of research on that i had to talk to a lot of different people and it did just take took a little bit more time yeah yeah whereas the other one you're just drawing from yourself now now kayla's yep. gone is not necessarily a sequel to jester's run but it, it is in the same marvel universe so to speak <laughs> yeah that's a really uh that's a really good way to put it yeah um so basically, I uh, it was kind of an interesting thing when I when I wrote the first book, and I had a lot of feedback from people and, and how they uh, they really seemed to connect to uh, the character of Morgan from the first book, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just had and I you know I, I liked the uh, the the character the one character that I had he seemed like a kind of a you know kind of I don't want to say like a like a Jack Reacher type character because that's a completely different you know type of guy right. but in the same you know kind of concept of a of a uh, of, of as far as a uh, a main character goes, because well, Jester's is actually um, slightly different in that sense. Is that there's really uh, two main characters really going on. One one's the guy that's running away, and the other one's the guy that's, uh, that's trying to catch him, basically. But uh, um, it just felt like uh, there's another story to tell that could involve uh, that main guy, Mark. And uh, since everybody seemed to really like Morgan, uh, it just kind of made sense to put right. the two of them together and come up with something new. Well, the uh, you know that was George R. R. Martin. That's one thing he was always brilliant at was if you read the books before the the, the TV series, uh, uh, you may have different feelings about it. But the uh, was taking the uh, villains from one book and then you fleshed them out in the second book and you followed their point of view and suddenly they were more, you know yeah. they were way more relatable as a human being now how long did it take you to do like was did were you able to knock out this this kayla's gone 
quicker than Jester's Run? Did it, it, are you starting to get it down now that you've got uh, three books under the belt? You know, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, uh, it's hard to say because um, it comes down to, like, for me, you know, there's, there's several drafts that you're going through, right? And um, yeah. I would say that Kayla's, the first draft of Kayla's Run came out pretty quickly, but then I, I made a bunch of different uh, adjustments to it, and I changed the you know because uh, without reading it, you, it would be hard to even understand. But right. uh, there's a there's a whole there's a whole storyline that I I decided to switch from you know that was interspersed throughout it. I switched it to the end, so um, I just wanted it to be more of a uh, of a surprise to be more twists that way. Now so, was that did you make those uh, changes was, at the like towards the end of the process, or was that something that happened in the middle? It's something that I did after the second draft. Is uh, okay. so I, I wrote the first draft, and so basically, when I my process of writing, when I write the first draft, I just kind of just try to get the story out. You know, I just try to. Um, I'm not worried about it, you know, sounding perfect or or anything like that. Which is one of the things that a right. lot of writers they kind of hang up on, and they get stuck on one or two chapters because they're just trying to make them perfect. And you know, they're not supposed to be. Not in the first draft. You know, you just you got to get your That's story. So out. fun. It's funny you so, say that because uh, I, as myself dabbling in the arts as a young author's <laughs> conference back in fourth grade uh uh-huh. that was always my obsession if that that line's got to be uh-huh. perfect right then and and you end up hanging up on it and not ex- not you end up not writing the odyssey right you know you just you write the one page yeah yeah it's a very it's a very common thing it's a, it's it's very common to, to do that because you know, um, I you know, I don't know why. I mean, I'm, you know, I went to school for writing, and I, I was writing, you know, my entire life, but never really published anything until recently. But it's like, you know, I you want as a writer, you want to have that 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 perfect turn of phrase. But you know, it'll come, it'll come eventually. But if you never get to your story, then you know, you're just going to be right. just stuck in a series of you know a whirlwind of words that uh, that really go nowhere, and it's it's just not as much fun. So. Um, but that's kind of what's cool about the writing process is that you can change it, you can adjust it, you can do whatever you want to it. You know, it's it's Play-Doh, you know, until it's put out in book form. Now, now you had mentioned that you've been writing your whole career, obviously, as a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, how structured, how relatable is that type, uh, writing something like this or Just Just Run to your stand-up comedy? Are you very structured when you write it, or is it something that just kind of happens? Like, what's your process? Yeah, so that's, you know, it's a very interesting question because they're very different. Like, it's even very different between writing fiction and nonfiction for right. me, anyway. Um, so it's, it's a different part. Like, for when I was first started doing stand-up, I wrote every joke out word for word, and, you know, the, the exact word structure was, you know, very important, just like we're talking about, yeah. you know, here, right? But as I went on as a comedian, I write most of my jokes on stage. Like, I'll, I'll go to the stage with an idea, right. and I'll just you know, kind of blurt it out, just spit it out, and then um, see what, what, you know, makes sense, what sounds good, what got last, what didn't get last, and then I'll rewrite it in my head the next time and rewrite it again and rewrite it again. And that's the beauty of, you know, going up on stage, you know, three to seven times a week is that you, yeah. can, you can adjust it and change it every time you go up. And, uh, and eventually you have, like, a, a, finished, a finished bit. And it's, but for me, like, my, my, uh, my comedy is a little bit different, too. My com- comedy is very conversational. It's, I try to make it... You know, I want the audience to to get a feel like it's something I'm just sharing with them out of my mind. Like it's not something that I wrote on a piece of paper and you know, um, like that. I'm not like yeah. you know, I don't have like the Stephen Wrightish type you know exact wording matters type jokes. So, um, but when I do 
when I'm writing the fiction, man, it's a it's it's a whole it's a whole different world, and it's uh, it's I don't know, like I I like I relate very well to to writing, and I, I've I've been a big avid reader my entire life, and I think that kind of stuff helps too. You know, I yeah. think when you when you read enough books, you kind of get more of a feel for how books are supposed to be. You know, how story um, arcs are supposed to be put together. What what yeah, what's next you as a reader, yeah. Yeah, what what you need to put in, what you need to, to, to leave out, the stuff that like whenever you what I tried to do when I started writing was I wanted to write the books that I would want to read, right? And uh, it was important to me to go. I don't want to put in this stuff that I hate in other books. Like I I read like uh, like Stephen King and Anne Rice, and sometimes they'll spend five pages describing a you know what a particular street or building or, or something a backstory like. or a memory and, flashback, yeah. Yeah, stuff that just kind of slows down the narrative, and and I'm sure there's some people that you know that will hate me for saying that. Some people probably love exactly that kind of stuff, but for me, I like a story that flows that that makes me want to you know makes me want to turn the page, a, a literal page oh, turner. I'm with I you want, there. You know, I'm with there. My yeah, partner here, think, Rusty, though, was just telling me how <laughs> if another guy insulted Stephen King when he was standing around. There was going to be real problems. I never, ever, ever said that in the history of humankind. I never once said that. No. I'm sorry, Scott, to interrupt you, man. Go ahead. No. I love Stephen King. I, I'm a big Stephen King uh, fan. In fact, I, I'm, uh, I'm listening to Stephen King on, on CD in my car as I drive. I'm listening to uh, Sleeping Beauties right now. See, I have but to, I have to listen problem... to Stephen King because I can't read it. I, I, get, I get tired. Right. I, I do. I do read Stephen King sometimes, but... The problem, like he's got books that are a thousand pages long, oh, five hundred pages long, yeah. and it's it just it's exhausting up to a point. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted the you know I wanted the people to be you know because I, I, if you're like me, and I don't know who is or who isn't, but when, if you're like me, you get a sense of accomplishment when you're when you're halfway through a book, when you're three quarters of the way through the book, and you look forward to finishing it. When you're reading Stephen King, you're two hundred fifty pages in, and you barely scratched the surface, and yeah. you're kind of like ah. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be forever. You've got 12 more flashbacks that. to go before you're going to even hit <laughs> halfway. So I got I to gotta exactly. say, so earlier this year, earlier this year, you recorded a special, correct? Yes. Can we yes, talk? I can did. I ask you about that? Sure, you can ask me anything you So that was, so it's, it, this uh, is, this is not your first one, correct? No, no. Um, it's, uh, so, so I recorded a, a special about uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it it went really well when I when I did that I, I've recorded seven CDs now but um but as far as videotaping you know right. four camera five camera six camera shoots it's a whole different process it's a lot more time consuming but it's also you know, a lot more expensive a lot more expensive right that, you know right yeah so you know and when you're like me when you're self producing it and you don't have a contract with Netflix and stuff like that you know money. Money can be uh, money can be a factor, yeah, absolutely. Know, from time to time. So, but it just got to a point where I, I had uh, little you know video clips that you send out for work and things like that. Yep. And it struck me after a while that somebody goes, it was, it, a Booker said this to me, and then you know, it, you know, I I've been thinking about it for a while, but he goes, that clip you sent me is ten years old. You know, you don't have anything newer than that. And I'm like, I do. And unlike a lot of comics, like some comics they'll be telling the same jokes from the eighties or the, or the nineties. Right. I write new stuff all the time, but I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of videos of that, you know, because, yeah. you know, a lot of, one of the things that is really hard is comics know this, but the average person doesn't that whenever you're recording your set, 
it's going to be the worst set of your that you've ever oh, recorded, they, you know, ever. The waitress is standing in front of the camera. Somebody's got a oh. weird laugh in the crowd, and that's all you can hear, or you can't hear the crowd. You can just hear the. There's a million things that can go wrong, and they always do when you're trying to record. Yeah, whenever you're recording, every time, yeah, and it's and it's it's so difficult. So I, I I've always been kind of reluctant to record i don't like recording you know video anyway because it's just and i, I hate the way i look i'm always doing something yeah. quirky no, you know 100 percent wrong shirt Ugh. people it's say just, people so say the video the video was good and all i stared at was like my like you said like i'm staring at my shirt the whole time well i i on this note uh there was a group of us would have been 2019 uh, well, again, we were all trying to get a good video because that's how you, you work in this business and send that out. So we all we booked this uh, this building out. And we're all doing the showcase, and we all pitched all the money in that we were getting to hire a camera crew to come out and record it. Mm-hmm. And so he yeah, comes yeah. out, he sets up, and, and then a couple come in and sit down directly behind him and then start talking about their dating uh, it was two women. They start talking about their dating like experiences, and they were just super loud. And they were so loud on the film that he had to lower the entire audience, sound, like so you couldn't hear them overwhelming everything. And then, of course, then you couldn't hear the audience laughing. And uh, right. but that's the kind of thing you, you run into. Any... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's. It would be. You know, you'd be shocked. Like the average person would have no idea how difficult that kind of thing is. Really. Like for this recording, I had some lady. That was uh, some drunk lady came by herself, and it, it, there was no alcohol at this event. You know, <laughs> I, I recorded in the theater with no alcohol, and this girl decided to circumvent that by just showing up drunk. You know, life will find and, a uh, way. Oh, it's, it, she was a lunatic, and she just starts just just screaming stuff, and I I was ignoring her, so she decided that oh the problem is he can't hear me, and she decides <laughs> to start moving closer to the front of the stage <laughs> to make sure that I. You could continue to heckle me, you know, and it's like, God, it's why, why? Uh, so, and I was able to handle. I think I handled it really well. The problem is, is honestly, um, I haven't gotten um, the recording back yet because yeah. it's still in the editing process and that kind of stuff. Right. So I have no idea yet how that turned out. So I mean, there's going to be probably parts I'm going to have to edit out. Was I it? Did, was, you know, it, was it Bill Burr? Was it Bill Burr that says in the middle of one of them, he says, "Every fucking special, somebody's got to stand <laughs> right, up right. and fucking piss." Right, and, and hell, he's got yeah, three. Yeah, they're doing three takes, like they're doing three or four different filmings over the course of a couple of nights. Right. So they're not even like they can handle a couple of those. But here we were, we like in our case, we'd thrown every dime we were making off of this into the recording just to have it ruined. To this day, I haven't been able to use yeah. that recording for anything. Right, and it, and it was a one and done, and that's and that's how this one was too. It's like God, you know, I don't, I don't need this right now. Why? <laughs> Why? It's always, I, you almost like it's almost like in a case like that where you got to have two uh, thug. Uh, cousins or something just standing by and uh, just just Al Qaeda her like as soon as <laughs> as soon as the noise starts a bag goes over her head she gets thrown into a van they drop her off at a bar down the street with like fifty bucks and they're like enjoy <laughs> right just don't come back right and then uh, so it was so funny actually the uh, my feature act had she she heckled the feature act first before I even got up there and yeah. he had this the best response to her that was hilarious she starts yelling stuff and he just he just went out of nowhere he goes. Somebody's horny. 
Like <laughs> <laughs> those are some of my favorites when they're just that one comment. But it, but it doesn't like it, in her case, it didn't shut them up. You know, some people have no. Right. right. She was just trying to help. Wow. Oh. Maybe he didn't <laughs> yeah, hear. She, she wanted to be heard. Yeah. Maybe he can't hear me. Just I'm just trying stand, to help. I'm just going to stand directly in front of the stage. And uh, hey, did, you, did the camera get me? Did the camera get me? Do I need to go up there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, right. So let me ask you. So if you haven't done, so you haven't done one in a long time, and and totally, I totally get it. Like uh, the last time I uh, I did the uh, the market, I headlined over at the market. I hired a crew to come in again and mm-hmm. um, try just trying to capture just just usable film. And uh, right. Wh- how do you select that hour? So it's been a decade since you've done it. So you've gone through multiple hours in that time. Uh, of course, sure. some of them are on albums and whatnot. Now, I for one think. Even uh, if some of that material is on a CD, I feel like their distribution isn't such a level that you can never use any of that material again. I think you can dip into that. Um, it's not so, like so much as a Netflix where it's done, but I mean, how do you select what what makes it to the video? Like that's a that's a bigger sure. investment. So wh- how do, how'd you narrow that down? Well, you know, and and, and that's a really good point that you're making, and. Uh, for me, though, I you know I I'm one of these people that I guess I kind of um, I'm always about about moving forward, right? And not right. looking back. So if any, what I put on there is all stuff that I have not ever released anywhere. You know, it's all all brand new stuff. Now, like, uh, not brand new stuff. I mean, I've been working on it for like three years. Right, guess, right, right. You know, but it's not on an on album or something thing. somewhere, right? Correct. It's not on. It's not on anything. And I just. Uh, you know, it's just one of the. I, I, I know I could have gone back and done some some of the older stuff, and and I probably would. Like, I'm hoping that one day um, in the next year or so, I'll I'll be doing the dry bar special, and that's where you have to be clean. And I would I'd go through some of my older stuff and try to right. get like you know the best of clean bits and, and put them out that way. Yeah, dust but, them off. Um, yeah, and I do that. And when I do corporate shows, I do a lot of that too because you know there's there's a very big difference between a club show and a corporate show that right. a lot of people probably don't understand either is that even jokes that are would be considered club clean might not be corporate clean so you have to be very particular as to what you, you do in those in those environments because it's not just about uh language and it's not just about um yeah that's what i was gonna say is uh, i would say club club clean you can still do uh risque subjects but as long as you keep your language clean the 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 corporate clean. There's entire subjects you can't even touch. Right, because right, because it's it can't be political. You can't be divisive. Yep. You can't. I was going to say political like be political be number one in my mind. You really don't want to step on the wrong toes, yeah. and you have no idea whose toes right. are out there. Yeah. So right, uh, right. you know, and, and and it's always been a good. It's always been a smart financial move to have clean material. Like lately, the stuff I've been trying to write is one of those where. It's I can it can it can be clean, and I, I want you to know he's losing that fight. He is absolutely <laughs> losing that fight. I got I got like uh, I got like four minutes. I think five. <laughs> well, you know one of the things that's uh, that I found for my material personally is that, and this is also another one of those little challenges. But you can write a joke and have it be clean and be you know dirty at the same time, right? So yeah, you can have certain jokes that. If you adjust one word or you change one line or, or, or something like that, the whole bit can still be, uh, I mean, obviously if you're doing a joke about, you know, you know, again, I don't know how clean your 30 year podcast is supposed to be, but if you're, you know, you're if you're good. We're, we're explicit. Race, you're yeah. fine with explicit. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucking yeah. fine, man. 
if you're doing a joke about fisting or rim jobs, yeah, you're probably just <laughs> never going to be able to make a right. corporate show, right? Well, unless it's but the porn industry. <laughs> I guess that would be, yeah, I guess it would be dependent on if you're at the... Right. <laughs> right. So, so well, hey, man, I won't you keep know, you for that much longer, but... Um, uh, I, I've been, been excited seeing some of the stuff you got going on. When would you have any idea when the special is going to be released? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't know. The uh, I was supposed to get a rough cut of my of the of the video um, by October first, and uh, well, here it is. Right. You know, second week of it's November. Because of COVID, man. The, the rough cut. It's because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well. Who knows what the reasoning is nowadays? But everything everything's delayed, right? I guess right. I guess there's some uh, 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 supply chain issues with getting this thing. Uh, right. The digital space hasn't know. arrived from Russia yet, right? I'm, I'm hoping to have it uh, have it out by by the end of the year. But if not if not January, I think I don't think it can be any later than January. What kind of? I, um, I'll tag I, them. I'll tag our our our. our page and stuff when when you've got those dates released what kind of platforms is yeah. it going to be out on oh man you know you you have all these questions that i i, I haven't got that i didn't really prepare yet. you no. for them though that's my <laughs> fault i didn't send you anything that i was going to ask i didn't uh and i thought about that when i was on my way to go pick up some weed uh <laughs> that i had you can tell we're explicit <laughs> we we don't hold back I thought, man, I should have, I, like, I should have hit that guy up and told him what I was going to ask. I like spontaneity. No, it's, it's all good. No, I for my first and foremost, my key is going to be, you know, just getting a good product because you know, right. there could be a, a major problem with it, and I won't even be able to release it at all. I mean, I don't know yet. I'm really hoping. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I mean, you know, that's right. just it. You haven't even seen the final footage yet, and I've never recorded right. footage that I liked when it was done. <laughs> Right, right. So even the stuff I've released, I'm not a fan of. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to put out something, you know. So yeah, I I do. So you know, if (laughs) worst case scenario, I'm sure I could find a couple five minute bits that I could, you know, uh, put out for something. But I'm really hoping the whole thing works out. I just. It's just impossible to know at this point. You you just don't know. But But on the other hand, they can get Kayla's gone on Amazon. Where you nail it? Yes. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you brought that back up because I, I. I. I do want to talk about the, the book. Just. A, just yeah, a man. No. Because, fine. Um, Absolutely. We got. Uh, we have time. I don't know how much time you got. Oh, you know, I'm. I'm sitting there watching the 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 Browns game with the with the uh, volume off. And, oh, the Browns. Uh, for once, we're winning, so I, I'm happy with that. So I, I can. I can. <laughs> so you're you know, a Browns fan. You got all the time in the world, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, um, so basically, uh, if so. It, you can get the book on Amazon, and it's available on, on Kindle and on on paperback. It's supposed to come out on on hardcover, but there's a, there's a slight issue with that because there's always an issue with something. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll, that the, the hardcover is a little bit delayed, but you know that'll be coming at some point. In time. Those trees come the, from uh, Saudi Arabia. Takes a minute. <laughs> I don't think it's a tree thing. I think it's a technology issue on <laughs> on their point. But uh, it's it's one of those things where they go, "Oh, there's some issues with your cover," and I'm like. What can you tell me? What those issues are? You have to to adjust it. So, I what what the, you know communication issues. Let's yeah, just, let's just call it that. Trying to figure out what they need done that I can't quite figure out from them. But uh, it's also available on my website. I do uh, signed copies at stevestable.com or unsigned copies if you don't if you don't want it signed. Uh, it's fine. But uh, at stevestable.com and um, 
so the reason why uh, one of the things I'm, I'm excited to talk about the book because it's one of those books that it's hard to because people tell me all the time well, what's the book about right because that's what everybody wants to know before they pick up a book what's right. the book about and of, of course you want to know that why wouldn't you want to know that right but the problem with a lot of books is you can't really describe it in a sentence or two you know and that's where it becomes difficult when you're having a conversation with somebody. By the time you go into your third paragraph, they've, they've already been, they've already zoned out. You know, they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Right. So it's one of those things where it's better in a, um, in a, in a, in a long form in an interview type thing to, to talk about it. But I, I wrote this book because what's important to me, I like to do, um, I like to touch on 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 touchy subjects. Let's say that, right? Uh, I want to, I don't do like, I, I'm not, I'm doing like a traditional type story, but with modern elements, if that makes any sense. Right. And uh, I thought to myself, what's one of the, um, what's the most, one of the most horrible things that could, that could happen to a person? You know what I mean? And I'm not, you know, if you talk about things, what are the worst things? Have you, you know, met my ex-wife? Rape, murder. <laughs> right, marriage, sure. Uh, it's funny that you say that because I touch on all those elements, right? right. I do talk about, there's, there's an element in there about failed marriages. There's, there's elements in there about the problems between um, between uh, parents and their kids, right? Communication issues and, and all the secrets that, that kids keep from their parents. And I also talk about um, other things that like modern technology and, and the things that how that's corrupting people and the, and the problems with with things like uh, online porn and and OnlyFans and things like that. that and as a comic, you're very I, familiar with those subjects. Well, I've heard of them. You know, I have never explored them myself. <laughs> I, had to, I had to research but, you know, them. You know, for the book, I, I know that they exist. You know, um, but you know, then I also talk about you know. You know the, the, the fears of, of, of going getting older, right? Mark, the character, he's yeah. getting older, and he's not he's not the guy that he used to be. And he neither is Rusty. Same, the, I, neither is anybody, no. really. You know, as you get older, so I, I try to tackle all these subjects at the same time, and I try to make a really complex story that had a lot of um, a lot of elements to it. But it's, it's a lot of it's more psychological this time than my first book was. So it's a lot of things that I want people to read the book and relate to it. And also have that moment of dread, you know, as they as they connect to this the material. Like, oh my God, what if that happened to me? What if I was in that situation? Like, what what would I do? You know, that's that's the most important part of the book to me. Is and I've, I've gotten some feedback. Some people have already um, read it. Not, uh, you know, it just came out. So, you know, not as many people as I'd, I'd like to know because you, you always right. have that fear when you first put anything out. In the oh, world. Yeah. You know, how's it? You know, what's the response going to be? Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Or, and uh, one of the things I've, I've gotten back a lot that people seem, they really like the, the twists and turns, just like um, the first book that I had. And uh, they've also noticed that that it's, uh, it's, it's actually pretty funny. It's like I've done, a, I think, a pretty good job of, of mixing comedy at the right places where it doesn't take away from, you know... Any uh, seriousness the, of the subject. The, the seriousness of the subject, right, and the elements that are going on. But I made, you know enough of it to create a level of comic relief that, that it's still you're not going to be sitting there and, and crying yourself to sleep when you're reading the book you know because of all the horrible things it talks about because the comedy's got to grease the rails a little bit yeah yeah so it creates a, a great balance I think 
of uh, of action and adventure, comedy, um, and and psychological terror, really, which I think is really great about the book. Now, you don't necessarily have to. Now, they're in the same sort of universe, but you don't have to read Jester's Run to get Kaylee's Kayla's Gone. Am I correct? No, you don't. You don't have to at all. That's what I think is great about it. Uh, I like that too. I like books that where, um, like for example. Like, I watched Breaking Bad, but I watched Breaking Bad after I watched Better Call Saul, right? Yeah. And I watched Better Call Saul, and I really liked Better Call Saul. But then when I went and watched Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, that guy was in Better Call Saul. He's like, oh, now I understand why they had that connection. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so great. So then I'm going to go back and watch Better Call Saul again because um, I'm going to see it under, with a different level. Right. So for the people that, that read Jester's Run... They're going to get a couple little extra, you know, little bonus things that a little like a little callback, a little thing here or there that that is just, just go, as oh, run take so place before. Just as run does take place before. Before most okay. most of um, most of Kale's run takes place about two years after uh, the end of Jester's run, but they're not they're not connected. You know, any more so than you know some of the characters. All right, let me ask you something real quick because that's the second time you refer to it as Kayla's run. I thought it was Kayla's gone. I always do. Am I correct? It's Kayla's gone. Okay, because no, I've done. I've done. I did it earlier. I was calling it. Yeah, I was calling it Kayla's run when I first walked in here this morning. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I think it's. I made a mistake by making the titles too similar in that sense because it does. It just uh, it, it. I keep. Those two I don't know. Kayla's that kind of plays gone. into the whole uh, being in the Steve Sabo universe thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the the title, the, the the similarity in the titles kind of fit. They're in that. It's that same world. I think it works. Yeah, I wanted it. I wanted it to be um, to have right. I wanted there to be because it is. It's it's still a thriller, right? They're both thrillers. They have some of the same yeah. characters on it. They're roughly the same length of of time. And and I ha- I structured the book in in similar ways, where short chapters with cliffhangers and that type of thing. Was it easier uh, to write so this is- one after doing the fiction before, or was it more difficult? Did you have more like were you like oh I screwed up so much the first time and now I'm now it's twice as like I'm twice as hard on myself the second time? It that's a really good question because so um, I'm I'm writing uh, so, uh, two more books currently. I know I got, I need to stop, but. Uh, and that's and that's this comes into play when I when I talk about this, but uh, Jester's Run, in one way, was a lot easier because I was embedded in that world, right? I already right. I know the subject matter. I knew everything I was going to talk about. Uh, where right, like no with, one's half the battle. Kayla, you were already doing stand up. You were already touring. That was so half right, that world right, was covered. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but Kayla's, I had to do a lot more research, I guess, into a lot of different things and. And uh, so that became a little bit more, a little bit more difficult in a sense because it's important to me also, and because we talked about that before, is I want things to be, you know, even though it's it's fiction, I want it to be accurate in the sense of this is this is the way things actually are, right? I don't want things to be um, where somebody reads it and goes, well, I'm in that industry and I know that's not how that works, and blah, 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 you know, because that takes you out of it, you know, right? Because uh, I've seen people write about comics before. And you've seen it in movies and stuff where yeah. where you go, that's not right at all. And it just and it, it kind of gets you mad when somebody's talking about your industry incorrectly. 
Yeah, so, I thought the more accurate uh, representation was the recent Joker movie when he was up there telling creepy jokes and absolutely nobody was laughing, but in his head he was killing it. I thought that was a very right. accurate depiction of yeah, the open mic scene. It can be. It can be. <laughs> and, uh, right. So it's important to me to, to, to try to, to be true, not just to the characters, right. but to the, to the story itself. And to, well, and, it made a difference. My girlfriend was a big fan of the first of the Jester's run, and she yeah. works in a laboratory. So, so you kind of wrote something that was right up her alley because she's dating a comic and uh-huh. and she's she she runs a laboratory during a pandemic like you were just you were right in her wheelhouse uh, but she really appreciated right. the science like that's one of the things she nitpicks on everything you can't watch anything right. sciencey with her around jesus christ no yeah yeah i i spent i spent a lot of time on on research for that too and and i researched even things like there's a there's a point uh there's a, in the first book there's a you know there's a, an underground lab and it's 10 you know uh, like, like 10 floors below whatever I can't remember exactly but you know of r- the surface of the ground and and you know it used to be a uh, um, a, a military style bunker from right. back in the day I, I researched all that stuff you know how they build them where they're at how what kind of how they're designed um, so everything about that is is accurate I mean that's I mean it's not necessarily it doesn't exist it's not a real thing that exists but it's something if it did exist it's very plausible, that's how it right. would be Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, it was important to me to to do that kind of stuff. So not something like, like it, like you can't have like an underground bunker in Florida because of the water table. You can't right. do it. You know that doesn't. It's impossible. So you have to set things in the in the right areas and stuff that where it makes sense. And even things like locations that I wrote things about. Like there's a scene in the first book that takes place uh, at a hotel. And uh, that hotel and those streets and all that that's in that scene, all that exists. Like, that's, that's a real place. I drove it, and I parked there, and I, you know, I, I yeah. you know, made notes in a notebook and took pictures to, to accurately describe, you know, the areas I'm at. And the same thing with, uh, with, uh, with Kayla's Gone. It takes place, actually, in mostly in the city of Sioux City, uh, Iowa. And uh, I've been to Sioux City many times. I went there again, and I... I talk about landmarks that are there, the streets, and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's important to me to hit the realism. So I want somebody that that lives in Sioux Falls or, or Sioux City and read it and go, "Oh yeah, I, I know that place. I know where he's talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, I know exactly where that girl lives." You oh, know? people live but, for that shit. My my roommate mm-hmm. in the Navy was from uh, Jersey, and in The Sopranos, every time that little intro scene where he drives by that pig, there's a building where there's a pig <laughs> yeah, sticking out of. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's right down the street from my house. You know, it was always a big deal. So people love when they see that. That immediately ties them to. Oh it. yeah. Like for here's an example. There's a uh, um, there's a TV show called AP Bio that's that's out now. I guess it's on Peacock now. It used to be on, I don't know, Fox or one of those NBC, one of those channels. Who knows? But it happens to take place in Toledo. And what's interesting about it is they nail some of the details about Toledo, and then they're vastly wrong on others right and uh, like one of them was like there's a there's like there was like a hotel or a hyatt over by the airport well if you've ever been to toledo toledo's got the tiniest airport it's got you know four gates and you know almost nothing else there yeah it's like a and south it's in this, bend like, airport. middle of a cornfield yeah. yeah there's not there's no there are two hotels that are within you know 10 miles of it and those are like the dumpiest uh you know motor ends that you're ever going to go to there's no hyatt there's no 
you know, there's no big ballroom where, you know, events are going to take place, not in those places. So when he goes, that's not true, and I find myself doing that myself, and I'm like, oh, oop, you know, I need to... I need to not do that. They did that because they needed it for whatever reason. Right. But, you know. But it does. It takes you out of the reality of that you're living in and whatever whatever it is you're doing. It takes you out of that reality and puts you uh, when, yeah, when you sure. see some shit like that. But uh, so so they're all available on Amazon. You can get Jester's Run, How to Fail a Stand-Up Comedy, and Kayla's Gone. Uh, you can get them now. You go yep. to get them at stevesabo.com. Uh, you might be able to talk them into some autographed uh, books if you go to stevesabo.com. Um, and then yeah, we'll keep sure. them posted on – I mean, I, 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 I'm friends with you on Facebook, and I'll keep everybody posted on if uh, if the special makes the light of day and where they can find it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I thought this, this is kind of important to note, too, is the second one, Kayla's Gone, has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. There is no stand-up comedy in it whatsoever. And um, it's not set in that world yeah. at all. So people that, you know, there's some people that might not read, you know, that particular book because they don't relate right. to the comedy world, and that's fine. So people that would just that just live in a regular world, if you have, you know, any job, and you can relate to this book, you know, more than you don't need to have to, any knowledge or even understanding or or interest in comedy. Let, let me, can I ask you this one, it. this little top secret question here? The the ones you're working oh. on, are they in the Steve Sabo universe or are they direct sequels or are they neither? Okay, so that's, that's a really good question. So um, I'm working on two books and I can't give you, I can't divulge the, the plot points right. at the moment. But um, the one book uh, actually does go back into the stand-up comedy universe. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm I'm going to try to I haven't done it yet. That's going to be in the second draft because I'm still working on the first draft. So I'm going to try to incorporate just a couple touches to put it back in the universe, right? Some, there you go. Some elements from Jester's Run to put it in there, just to just to touch on it, just so people could have, you know, that um, like, oh my God, I remember that from that first book, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, the second one, I'm not sure yet. Um, it could, like, I could, I could fold it in, or it might just be a completely unrelated standalone book. Because it's um, the second one is a really, really fun. Um, uh, how can I say it if I if I put it like this? It's uh, it's kind of an homage to slasher films. They're slasher, you know, oh, okay. that kind of a thing. You know, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween's. Um, That's huge, though. There's so many people that are into that. Yeah. Yeah, I just had an idea. I had an idea. Actually, I had this this idea back in high school. It's based on a short story I wrote when I was in high school. And um, and I just thought, you know, I was just sitting around one day trying to think of more things to write about. You're like, God damn it. This story is going to eventually get me laid. If it didn't do it in high school, I'm going to make a fucking book on Amazon. This shit's going to get me laid. I understand. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think any of my writings ever going to get me laid, but you know who knows? Maybe one day. Who knows, man? I said the, the the misguided youth that try to get into comedy for the ladies. Oh man. You got a long wall that, ahead. you know that's there's, there's no joke there. I think that's funny that I've actually heard people, you know, People that don't know the comedy world, they, they always say, like, oh, you're in show business. You probably get laid all the time. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you, you've never been to a comedy show. I get yeah. it. If I pay for it. 
<laughs> I might get a discount if she liked my jokes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. how so, about the fact that ninety percent of people that go to comedy shows are couples? So let's start yeah, there. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why it's so rare for the one drunk person to show up by herself. <laughs> I know the fucking I nightmare. Know. In my opinion, is what it seems to be the nightmare of scenario of every comedy show is the bachelorette table. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's every. Yeah, every club. It's so they're like, we set him right up front. Why wouldn't you? Why? Of course you did. Set him in the <laughs> shadows so no one could see. As my, my as I yell, Penelope and the security team rolls in and tussles him out into the parking lot. But anyway, so keep an eye out. SteveSabo dot com. You can check out where he's touring from there too. You can you can pick up his books, uh, Gestures Run, How to Fail at Stand Up Comedy, and Kayla's Gone, and uh, some future books coming. We're looking forward to seeing you again, Steve. Thanks, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for joining us. Light me at five. Light me at five. Light me at five.